This is the Quarter Hour Podcast. It's 7.20 p.m. Arabian Standard Time. It's 20 past 7 for the ESL students. Uh, It's going to get down to 37 tonight. But uh, don't worry um, about being cold. It'll be back up to 50 tomorrow. And um, 0% chance of rain. Just a moment here. I pressed the wrong icon on my phone. Scores of wildfires continued to burn through the western United States over the weekend. Video obtained by Reuters showed the Tamarack fire ripping through a forest in Nevada on Saturday after it spilled over from California. Local authorities say about 4% of it it has been contained. The National Weather Service posted red flag warnings in parts of Oregon, Montana, and Idaho as fires raged across the three states. The fires have generated so much smoke that it turned the full moon orange on Friday evening, which could be seen as far as Washington, D.C., after winds carried the smoke east. As the highly infectious Delta variant sends COVID-19 cases surging across the U.S., many hospitals are being stretched to their limits once again. At Mercy Hospital in Springfield, Missouri, staff are worried the current surge could ultimately be even worse than the COVID crisis it grappled with in 2020. Hospital Chief Eric Frederick told Reuters the majority of new cases have been unvaccinated, younger, and much sicker, and include pregnant women. And that was very different from what we saw last year. Um, our, our utilization of ventilators and other respiratory support been much higher than last year. So on average last year, we have uh, probably about 25 to 30% of our COVID patients would be in the ICU. About 40 to 50% of those patients would be ventilated. Uh, we've had days in the last few weeks where 100% of our ICU Cases in the U.S. have surged an average of 53% over the past week, according to the CDC, and are predominantly located in areas with lower vaccination rates. Frederick says he's encouraged by a recent rise in vaccinations across traditionally conservative areas in his state, but he worries that for some communities, it might be too late. We've been telling that story for two months in southwest Missouri, um, and it, it kind of breaks your heart a little bit to say, man, I wish people would have uh, paid attention and listened. Uh, and there are a lot of communities that did, but there's some that aren't now. You're starting to see the effect of this Delta variant in more and more communities, and they need to brace themselves. <laughs> Of the hundreds of Donald Trump supporters arrested and charged after the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, perhaps none is more recognizable than Jacob Chansley. Chansley, nicknamed the QAnon Shaman, showed up bare-chested, face-painted, wearing a horned headdress and bearing a flag affixed to a spear. He faces charges including civil disorder and obstructing an official proceeding. And his lawyer told Reuters Chansley is negotiating a possible plea deal with prosecutors after prison psychologists found he suffers from a variety of mental illnesses. According to Chansley's attorney, the Federal Bureau of Prisons diagnosed him with transient schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, depression, and anxiety. His lawyer suggested Chansley's mental condition deteriorated while being held in solitary confinement in a Virginia jail. A spokesman for the U.S. Attorney's Office declined to comment on the case. Chansley's attorney did not say to what charge his client might plead guilty, but... In an Olympic-
Olympics like no other. Japan secured its first gold medals in the Tokyo Games over the weekend, offering hope to the host country under lockdown. Japanese swimmer Yui Ohashi on Sunday glided to victory in the 400-meter women's medley after Japan's Noisha Takato took home the gold in his weight class for judo. He later received congratulations over the phone from Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga. The country's early victories is good news for organizers seeking to improve public enthusiasm around the Games. In the days leading up to the opening ceremony, polls showed a majority of the Japanese population wanted the Games cancelled, as the capital Tokyo weathers a lockdown extended under a fourth state of emergency. Despite the lockdown, the country has reported record daily case numbers of the Delta variant. Under strict social distancing rules, fewer than a thousand people attended Friday's opening ceremony. Some athletes have also been forced to drop out of their events, as more than 120 Olympics-related cases have so far been disclosed. Japan will also have to contend with harsh summertime weather. A popular app warned of heat stroke on Sunday, while a typhoon is forecast to hit the main Japanese island of Honshu. Okay. There's uh, six new sports in the Olympics. The most time, the most of any since uh, 1920. Uh, karate's gonna be in there. Um, um, and so is, uh, let's see. Rock- I got uh, skateboarding also. Um, I haven't seen any skateboarding yet. Um, Fete Nureen walks the walk and doesn't just talk the talk. He withdrew from the, from a competition uh, because in judo in the Olympics, he's from Algeria and um, doesn't want to um, participate against an Israeli. He says, uh, gotta, um, attention to the Palestinians so um, it's uh, too bad that uh, the Olympics has got to be politicized but um, um, it's um, you know the Palestinians need need all the help they can get So far, children largely have been spared from severe illness and hospitalization. But the number of adolescent COVID cases is rising, and a growing number of children are showing up in pediatricians' offices and emergency rooms. While rare, that includes debilitating symptoms that can drag on for months. As special correspondent Sarah Varney reports, black and Latino children have been especially impacted. This story, part of our ongoing Race Matters series, was produced in collaboration with our partner, Kaiser Health News. Just a few weeks ago, 15-year-old Yasmin Salermo didn't have enough strength to even play with her beloved pet ferret. Yeah, it's um, pretty sad how um, they take a pandemic and, and weaponize it.
advantage. So I usually have this attached to myself with one of those Martha Stewart ankle bracelets. That's a minor problem compared to some of the fallout from the way everything ground to a halt during the shutdown. And here in Washington, the vice president for supply chain and customs policy at the National Retail Federation explains what you feel every day on Main Street USA, saying there's no shortage of demand from consumers, but there continue to be shortages of labor, equipment, and shipping capacity to meet that demand. Supply chain disruptions, port congestion, and rising shipping costs could continue to be challenges through the end of the year. There's no... Okay, damn the bad luck. Haze of the sun, a thick smog over an entire region of this country that is very much not used to it. Unlike the Mountain West, which lives with forest fires, this kind of smoke settling over the eastern seaboard has felt dystopian and new. In fact, it's not just your imagination if it feels that way to you, if you live in that part of the country. The air quality index in parts of New York City yesterday was over 170, which is the worst it has been in 14 years. The thing about bad air quality is there's no way to escape it. No matter how much money you have, where you live, in the end, everyone's going to breathe the same air. The real wake-up call yesterday for everyone in the parts of the country covered with this smoke, breathing that same air that emanated from wildfires thousands of miles away in the West. Turns out, we share the same climate with them. Right now, there are more than 80 fires burning across 13 states, many more burning across Canada. And as this incredible New York Times interactive map shows, the smoke from those fires is why the air is so hazy in these parts of the country here on the eastern seaboard in the Midwest. The biggest fire in the country this year is the bootleg fire in Oregon. You can see it there on the map. It's about the size of Los Angeles. It's burned more than 340,000 acres of forest. It is so large that it is generating its own weather. Like fire clouds that manage to create their own lightning and even fire tornadoes. The bootleg fire, like so many out west. Yeah, um, I wonder if uh, people are still... Uh, um saying climate change isn't isn't for real this is surging there in japan the risk made for a subdued opening ceremony let's call it in a nearly empty stadium even as four-time grand slam tennis champion naomi osaka lit the cauldron there was no doubt these olympics will be unlike any other we've ever seen the ioc did not require athletes to be fully vaccinated against COVID. just today the doctor for team usa estimated that 83 percent of the competitors were fully vaccinated that's still a lot better than our country as a whole over half the nation remains unvaccinated cdc says today saw the lowest number of shots given since early january that plus the super contagious delta variant continue to drive this surge in new covid cases cdc data are showing the seven day average of new cases now the highest it's been are you ready for this since the beginning of may as we've been told, this is now largely a pandemic of the unvaccinated this time around, and anger and frustration at those who have not yet gotten the shot is growing. As we mentioned at the top of this broadcast earlier today, the Republican governor of Alabama, the state with the nation's lowest vaccination rate, called out those who are still holding out. Folks supposed to have common sense. But it's time to start blaming the unvaccinated. 
Kang himself. There it was. Meanwhile, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio calling on private companies to require their workers to get vaccinated. A new AP poll found 45% of unvaccinated Americans surveyed say they will definitely not get a shot. 35% of them say they probably won't get, get one, while 64% of the unvaccinated say they have little confidence that vaccines are effective against variants. Remark- well, I... Um Never wanted to get a flu shot um, because um, I, um, well, I was younger um, and I didn't know how good they were. Um, I haven't had the flu for a long time. Praise God. Thank God. Um, now, Washington Bureau Chief for Mother Jones, David Corn, National Affairs Correspondent for the Nation. You know, no mask mandate, no vaccine mandate. I'm going to be about freedom. Uh, and, you know, it's it's really vexing because even those of us who are vaccinated, I know I'm learning about more and more people having fairly mild breakthrough cases. And, you know, that is because of the unvaccinated mingling among us uh and it's it's very frustrating to see that's a real shame um that's all i get to say um especially uh all these country people um i mean um i thought um you know they would understand about um you know the spread of disease and uh, how to stop a pandemic. Um, let's see, this uh, Tunisian swimmer swam, got a gold medal for the 400 meters. Um, 400 meters in swimming. He swam it in less than four minutes, I believe. Um, cars, pavements washed away as Belgian town hit by worst floods in decades. Um, so they don't have any dead. Um, some Americans could need COVID-19 vaccine boosters, says Fauci. Okay. Um... Asian COVID's epicenter of Indonesia extends curbs by a week. These are uh, headlines on Reuters. Britain reports 29,173 COVID cases on Sunday, lower than a day earlier. Italy reports seven more coronavirus deaths, 4,743 new um, Infections. Credit Suisse settles spying case with former star banker. Credit Suisse has reached an out of court settlement with former star banker Iqbal Khan over allegations of spying that led to the resignation of the chief executive, Mr. Tiam, a spokesperson for the Swiss bank, said on Sunday. Um, Canadian Union uniform said on Sunday about 900 workers had started strike action at global 
minor Rio Tinto's operations in the Western Province, uh, Western Canadian Province of British Columbia. Um, sales rose 34% with Armani. Um, UNESCO grants World Heritage status to Madrid's Paseo del Prado and Retiro Park. Um, okay, Robin Hood CEO says he is considering offering U.S. retirement accounts. China regulator bars Tencent from exclusive rights in online music. Um, so, uh, next week, there's going to be a new circus in D.C., and they're going to be talking about the, um, January 6th insurrection. So, um, you know, I just hope they, um, do a good job. You wouldn't believe how bad it was. Um, when they, they talked to Hillary Clinton for days, grilling her about the Benghazi, the American embassy, and, um, I think, yeah, Benghazi, okay, made it, made it seem like it was her fault, um, just making political hay. And this is 18 minutes long. Sorry, no good gags today. This is the quarter hour podcast. Always seeking to entertain first and instruct second.